The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We're going to talk relationships. You know, divorce can be ugly. Uh, and dating after a long term relationship can be pretty tough. Often people turn to dating apps to find companionship, maybe some love again. And for some, it could mean dating someone years younger. While men seem to be applauded for dating younger women, for women, dating a younger man comes with it. Names like Cougar. Uh, Some describe it as a midlife crisis. Joining us this afternoon is Dr. Natasha Sharma, relationship expert, uh, parenting expert, and the author of the Kindness Journal. Dr. Sharma, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so maybe, you know, when we talk about a midlife crisis, I mean, I think we have this typical thing in our in our mind of, you know, okay, I'll, I'll just go there. My dad. <laughs> All right. My, my dad, um, you know, midlife crisis, you know, come 40s and 50s, uh, ends up uh, marrying his secretary who is 18 years younger than him, only 10 years older than me. And we just go, ah, that's just something that happens that that uh, that seems to happen a lot to guys. But what is a midlife crisis? <laughs> I I don't know that I believe in the stereotypical midlife crisis. Okay. I think it's certainly possible to be in crisis, but you could have a crisis at any age of your life, really. I think definitely people do experience, there are certain uh, stages in life where we do experience major periods of growth, and I think midlife is certainly one of them, uh, often at midlife, which is now said, I think, to be around 50, 55, I think maybe it was younger before, but people are often um, adjusting to becoming empty nesters if they had children, their children mm-hmm. are grown, they're adults, they're, they're either at the peak or they're just kind of over the peak part of their working life, um, their marriage is mature, they may be going through, they may have the freedom and space to sort of do a lot of life reassessment, whereas before midlife, there's a lot of head down, running through, chasing goals kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think most people experience um, midlife as a pe- one, just one out of a few places in the lifespan where we experience a period of transition. I don't necessarily think it has to be a crisis, though. I mm-hmm. think that is a midlife crisis is a cliche. <laughs> okay. It was some of them are like typical cliches too, right? Like it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if it's just maybe if it's, you know, from books or movies or television mm-hmm. series or whatever it is, you know, uh, someone getting divorced, ending up, uh, you know, dating someone much younger, buying the sports right. car, all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, when you talk about, uh, in, in this, you know, article, it was what piqued our interest and was talking about dating someone younger mm-hmm. dating someone much younger in in some cases um some people would say that that would be considered to be very liberating um and i think sometimes it's just like hey look at me look what i can do still um <laughs> just uh too many personal too many personal experiences on this one i'm afraid um you know could could it be liberating is that is just something different maybe it's just what you can find what you're attracted to yeah, I think the, the I think what's liberating isn't so much dating someone who's young and having them as a trophy. I think if that's the reason you're dating someone, there's definitely some serious issues going on in your head that you might want to examine. <laughs> um, you know, like having someone as arm candy for that reason is never coming from a healthy place. But I think the idea of it being liberating is certainly valid because 
um, early in our lives, I mean, not everybody, but for the most part, when we're younger, we tend to be conform more. We're very preoccupied with being socially accepted and approved, and we also don't have the financial freedom to, to maybe be as liberated in our choices as mm. we would later. But when we reach uh, older, you know, unless we are exceptionally confident and wealthy and, and kind of socially uh, mature when we're younger, we, we have more of that freedom when we're older. And we also... Um, and, and this is something that is only limited to when we're older, we have a great deal of awareness, typically. We really know ourselves. We spend time with ourselves mm-hmm. at midlife, a lot of it. And we've tried a lot of things, and we've gotten this thing we call wisdom about the world and life and about ourselves. So armed with that experience and wisdom and knowledge, we we are now able to make choices um, without feeling guilt and and shame and and sort of I have to do this I'm supposed to do that so I think that's what's liberating mm. and if that should lead someone to be attracted to someone who's younger and can consent to the relationship and is not a member of a vulnerable population mm-hmm. then why not you know I think it's the reasons that you enter a relationship with a younger person that make all the difference for both uh, sexes. Yeah, I, wanna, I wanted to you know break this down a little bit, uh, Dr. Sharma, as well. I, I find oftentimes it is um, the woman uh, in a relationship that can get labeled uh, d- uh, when it comes to age. If if <laughs> she is the young one with a uh, with an older man, um, I've heard you know money hungry, you know that sort of thing. And if it's the older woman dating a younger man, you know we hear that uh, cougar label. Why yeah. do you think that is? Uh, I think it's just residue of you know hundreds upon hundreds of years of expectations that we have lived with as women and that we as society have um, consciously and subconsciously placed on men. The idea of what's appropriate for a woman is not necessarily appropriate for a man, and vice versa. That yeah. does go both ways. I want to pay tribute to that. It does go both ways. And in, in, in specifically with relationships, there has been historically far, far less freedom uh, for women in terms of choice and 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 just liberal you know like being being um liberal and liberal minded with one's uh, relationship life and sexual life and that of course has changed a great deal but i think we um we still carry some of this residue this res- <laughs> residual ideas that a um, it's not proper or appropriate or you know we we high five the man who's got a younger woman but for a woman who's dating a younger man, and I'm guessing significantly younger. I mean, my husband's actually five years younger than me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he is not really that much younger, but I think we're talking about a much bigger gap, and I think it's more this idea that if you're reacting strongly to something like that, and it's a relationship that's um, based on good reasons, healthy reasons, they, um, they're consenting adults, then I think the problem is in the issue is with the person who has a problem with it, not the relationship. Yeah, and and then I start to wonder: is there a, is there an acceptable age range when it comes to dating someone younger than yourself? I think the the, the joke always was was half your age plus ten. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. But I think I met that criteria here, but. Um, <laughs> I think, um, no, I don't know that, I think there's certainly some common sense that goes into this. I mean, a a person should definitely be of consensual age and should not be in a position where they are at a disadvantage, so, or dependent. So anytime there's a great 
a gap in power, either because of finances mm-hmm. or if you're in the workplace, this is a big no-no. Like, this is just a setup for someone potentially, uh, you know, creating codependency or a situation where someone could be taken advantage of. So I think it's more around that as opposed to hard numbers. Okay. Um, but that being said, um, I think if you're looking for a longer-lasting more in-depth, longer-term monogamous relationship with someone, you're likelier to find sort of a very long, more longer, longer-lasting, potentially till who knows when type of thing mm-hmm. with with someone in or about your age. Yeah. And that's not always a hard and fast true uh, a rule. Again, you could potentially find that with someone who's much younger or much older, but part of what makes our friendships, if you think of platonic friendships, are really good and last, and our relationships are no different, is the fact that we are experiencing a lot of life's journey in or about the same time. Mm. And we can relate and connect to the fact that we're having kids at the same time or, or changing our jobs or work at the same time or moving house or what have you or retiring or, you know, it's, it's these kinds of experiences that um, I think connect people in a relationship over the long term where they can experience the journey of life along the same time frame. But again, that's just a, it's a general rule. There will be exceptions to that. I just, you know, hope sooner or later that we'll just stop just labeling people and just saying, you know, if someone is happy, they're happy. And if it's a, and if yeah. it's a, it's, if it's a healthy relationship, then then let it be. Just just move forward. This um, this uh, piece of information that I read in this article mm-hmm. saying um, a previous New York Times piece and it, you know, talking about attractiveness and desirability and what a kick mm-hmm. in the gut this is. <laughs> One study of online dating found women peak at 18 and men peak at 50. Mhm. I'm like come on already. Come on. I actually I actually kind of almost think it's the other way around. I mean maybe maybe biologically like in terms of childbearing, but I think in terms of social and sexuality it might actually be closer to the other way around and mm. You know, there's this idea that I think a lot of the conventions that we hold near and dear and don't really take some time to sit down and consciously think about, they made a lot of sense a long time ago when our society looked different, our social system looked different, and now um, we don't, they don't make a lot of sense in, in some ways, and we can, I think, that doesn't mean that we're not free to choose them, I mean, many people will choose marriage, and I think the idea of being in one relationship with one person at a time is certainly seems to be um, healthier and more common in the human um, in, in, in human existence. But if you really kind of look back at what we're meant for, is more something that's akin to serial monogamy. Yeah, and that is where you're with one person at one time. You may take a partner early in life for sexual reasons, a partner, a different partner altogether for the raising of one's family or your children, Mm. and then perhaps even a third partner, especially now that we're living longer and longer, um, for for later in life companionship. And I think that, you know, if you're lucky enough or if you're fortunate enough to find someone and be able to be happy and have a wonderful, fulfilling and satisfying life till you're, um, for for 50, 60, 70 years, that's fantastic. But we don't have to box ourselves into the idea that anything other than that 
is a failure. Mm-hmm. Is that you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it, and it's just an interesting way of thinking it. And I think you're right. I think for so long we've we've thought that this is the way it has to be. You know, you you know the guy's a couple of years older. You do this. You get you go to school. Yeah, you, you do whatever afterwards. You have your kid. You do. You know, it's just mm-hmm. everyone's living in different ways now and and experiencing life in in different ways. And once we start breaking out of these boxes all the time that we seemingly have been put into from society over so many years, or maybe we've placed them on ourselves at times as well. I think um, the sooner and the better that we do that, it's probably, you know, yeah, better and happy for everybody. I just, yeah. yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you know what, Dr. Sharma, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. We're going to have a little conversation about this one because, uh, again, I always uh, I always think it interesting that when men's, when a man's dating a younger woman, it's, it seems to be okay. But when a woman is dating a younger man, it seems to be, mm-mm-mm, what's yeah. going on there? Um, and I think, I, think, I think I stick to a really simple, break it down to a simple piece of advice, which is, this, as you already said, if you're in a relationship that's healthy, that meets the parameters of healthy and well-adjusted mm-hmm. and the two people are of age and they consent and it's not harming themselves or anyone else or the planet, it's <laughs> love. Love and connection is love. We need more of it. You know, we don't have to, to put a bunch of um, check boxes on, on who needs to be what and what age. And, exactly. And I think, yeah. Okay. Dr. Natasha Sharma joining me this afternoon again, a relationship and parenting expert, the author of The Kindness Journal. You can Google that, find out more about that. Dr. Sharma, thank you for this conversation. Thank you very much All for right. having me. Yeah, take care now. It's 2.48. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back... Um, so my producer, my new producer, my, my lead producer here, uh, Chris, he dates a woman who is eight years older than himself.